today could be the big, big show. I don't know. Tomorrow's going to be even more exceptional because of our Wednesday night special. I'm going to show you some things on TV, on Blaze TV today, that uh, no conspiracy. I'm going to show you the documents on brainwashing of the American people done by our intelligence agencies and in league with five eyes, including uh, MI6, MI5. It is... It's remarkable. We talk a little bit about that today and so much more that you don't want to miss all the news that you need in today's podcast. You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck program. Well, hello, Stu. How are you? Very well, Glenn. How are you? Oh, just delicious today. Just delicious. Uh, there's a couple of things going on that I thought we should uh, thought we should cover. First of all, uh, Claudine Gay's resignation uh, from from Harvard. Kind uh, of a big deal. Kind of a big deal. Racism kind of. wins again. Yeah, <laughs> Can't you believe it. You know, mm-hmm. I I don't know if you saw this, but I think it was CNN that was reporting that uh, plagiarism is con- the conservatives' new target. Mm, yeah, that, yeah. We're, that we all have decided we got to go after our plagiarism. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah that's it's, what we were doing. It's really hard to do yeah. is successfully prosecute a case on plagiarism when there isn't plagiarism. Yeah. It's it really difficult, difficult to do. Very you, difficult. you almost can't do it, Yeah, I would say. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I believe, I believe it was also on CNN where they said it wasn't plagiarism. It was just using someone else's words without attribution. And that's totally right, different. That's totally than different. Plagiarism. Can we play that, please? Because mm. this is these plagiarism allegations uh, where Claudine Gay has had to issue corrections, um, multiple corrections. Now, uh-huh. we should note that um, Claudine Gay has not been accused of stealing anyone's ideas in any of her no. writings. No, uh, no. She's been accused of sort of a, more like a copying uh, other people's writings without attribution. <laughs> so it's been oh. more sloppy ap- attribution than stealing Which... anyone's ideas. Oh. oh. Okay. Gosh, we are. Why did you know what? It has to be the racism that made us think yeah. that that's what Wait, well, plagiarism we're was. We're white, right? We're white. Like my impression yeah. as a white person. Yes. To, and <laughs> take it for, take what, it's it for what it's worth. It's not worth very much. Not very much. Racist. He hates mm-hmm. black people. He hates homosexuals. I'm, I don't know. I don't necessarily know what that has to do with this particular conversation. Well, I just want to make um, sure people understand yeah, okay, the whiteness that's that you're coming from. Right. Okay. So. I thought hate monger that taking other people's words without uh, attribution was plagiarism. Was plagiarism. like I, I thought that's know, I, what it was. I thought that that would be like the dictionary definition. Yeah, oh, that's a great <laughs> question. What is? Let's see. Right. Plagiarism, um, the practice of t- taking someone else's work or ideas and passing them off as one's own. Huh. Huh. Now. He said, though, to be fair, Not that it ideas. wasn't ideas. No. But but how would one delineate whether you took someone's ideas if you didn't attribute their authorship of these words? Sure. How would well, one know if you took ideas? Don't, really, don't words just define ideas? That's what. The, yeah. That's a function of I mean, what they do. Unless we're playing Pictionary, mm-hmm. I think. That that defines an idea, mm-hmm. your words. Uh, so that's a fascinating. So she's gone. He's gone. We lost her too soon. We lost her. We now, did. 
Uh, I don't know if you read the resignation letter, but it is it's fascinating what she said. You know, she blamed everything on racism, uh, of course, et cetera, et cetera. But let me just read her. What we should point. Can we stop for a moment there? Because yeah. you're right. Of course, she went immediately to racism and blamed mm-hmm. racism. For yeah. this. But like, again, let me go dictionary definition. Could there possibly be a better example of something that can't be racist? The reason why I bring this up is because the big hearing we all watched were three people, not one. Two of them were white. The first person who lost their job was white. So how could it possibly be racism if the second person out of three happened to be black? Because the first person was black in spirit. Oh. Okay? I, see, I see that again, now. Your whiteness just blocks What do I know? Yeah, I all know. right. So this is what she uh, wrote. Friends and fellow Ivy League citizens, in all the decisions I've had to make in my academic life, I've always tried to do what was best for Harvard. Throughout the long and difficult period of these past few months, I have felt it was my duty to preserve, to make every possible effort to complete the term of office to which I was appointed. In the past few days, however, it has become evident to me that I no longer have a strong enough base in the academic community to justify continuing that effort. Uh, I've never been a quitter to leave office before my term is completed is abhorrent to every instinct in my body, but as president, I must put the interest of Harvard first. However, I want to make one thing clear. I am not a crook. I repeat, I did not have plagiaristic relations with that paper. Instead, I only had a dream, a dream where Harvard students will one day live in a nation where they'd be judged by the color of their, not by the color of their skin, but the content of their character. But today is not that day. Instead, I've been subjected to personal attacks and threats fueled by racial animus. But when evil men plot, good men must plan. When evil men burn and bomb, good men must build and bind. When evil men shout ugly words of hatred, good men must commit themselves to the glories of love because darkness cannot drive out Uh, darkness. Only light can do that. Hate cannot drive out hate. Only love can do that. And it is during our darkest moments that we must focus to see the light. So let us hold these truths to be self-evident that all university presidents are created equal and they're endowed by their boards with certain unalienable rights. Among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. But don't judge me by my success. Judge me by how many times I fell down and got back up again. Because life truly is like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. And at first, if you don't succeed, try, try again. And you know, the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. And with these words, I'm resigning as president of Harvard. But don't cry for me, Argentina. Don't cry because it's over. Smile because it happened. My tenure as Harvard's first black president was one small step for man, but a giant leap for mankind. When the two roads diverged in a wood, I took the one less traveled by, and that's made all the difference. So ask not what your university can do for you. Ask what you can do for your university, because life moves pretty fast. And if you don't stop and look around once in a while, you could miss it. So here's looking at you, kid. And Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. So That was actually really well written. Yeah, I, I didn't expect well. that from, yeah. from her. Uh, all her original ideas. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. There yeah. May have been some words that were what used, but not ideas. Just some yes. attrib- 
Fuchsia. I'm just saying it was very well done. It was very, very well, well written. Done. Like very it, well it had done. almost like an anthem feel. Like I, I yeah. almost like you know how sometimes you hear that song mm-hmm. on the radio and you feel yeah. like I've heard this before, but you haven't. Yeah. It's actually like, the first time. Really? Yeah, that's what that felt like. Wow. Huh. Mm-hmm. Well, she's a great writer. She really is. She's a great writer, and we're gonna miss her a great deal. Oh, don't don't miss her too much. She's got nine hundred thousand dollar job, and she. This is the. We should go into this. This is the best thing that will ever happen to her. Oh yeah, no, no, no. The best thing she that will, will be ever laundered happen to her. and become more mm-hmm. powerful. More powerful. She will have multi six figure jobs mm-hmm. handed to her for no work. Board seats she will never have to show mm-hmm. up for. Mm-hmm. She will become a multi multi millionaire and do nothing for it for the rest of her life with no risk of ever losing another job. It will be this will be the best thing that has ever happened to her. Well, I personally think she should become president of uh, Simon & Schuster. Oh, really? Yeah, I do. I do. I mean, it would give her a lot of ammunition Uh, for those new speeches. It'd be really (laughs) good. Imagine how many words she could find there. The best of the Glenn Beck Program. While speaking to New York ABC affiliate, WABC, the... Mayor of Edison, New Jersey, Sam Joshi, he is a Democrat, stated that he has turned a bus full of migrants sent to the city back because, quote, local police didn't know any of those 40 individuals, didn't know if they were carrying any weapons, they couldn't be identified. And the mayor said this is a major security risk and it's also a health risk. And we're just not going to tolerate that. So he turned the bus around and sent them back to Texas. Now, wait a minute. Weird. Yeah. Why does Texas have to deal with it? Just, I'm just wondering. And why is it the federal government is only saying that Texas is doing this when we know the federal government is flying people in the middle of the night to states all over the country. And I, I look, Texas, deser- and Abbott in particular, deserves credit for doing this and drawing attention to this issue like no one has been able to in a very long time. Yes. I mean, I, we, we have our complaints sometimes about Abbott here in Texas, <laughs> but uh, he deserves a lot of credit for that. That being said, he's a very small percentage of the actual illegal immigrants that have gone to these places like New York, like Chicago, like Washington, D.C., have come from Texas, from the governor. The, the federal One government the t- is like 10x what we're talking about in, when it comes to this issue. And they never get any, they don't get beat up at all on it. There's obviously reasons for this, right? They're all Democrats are the ones that are complaining about it. But like, I'm fascinated to hear these mayors who are now suddenly scared about weapons coming in what these are just people looking for jobs trying to help their families they just want to do jobs that americans just won't do what happened to all of these arguments that i've been hearing for decades now all of a sudden there are people that are scary with weapons when did this start i'd like to know where the families are because i've seen the pictures they're all 20 20 something men majority Okay, so, so where are the good families? Now, maybe the men are going to support their families by getting a job here and sending money back. Okay, all right, I believe that to be true. But it's also an 
awful lot of uh, 20-something men, uh, a lot, like, you know, 5 million every year. This, This is the Chinese invasion plan. This is the way China was planning on forcing Russia to surrender if they were ever in a war. You just put a million people over the border and they surrender. Next day, another million people across the border, they surrender. Within 10 days, you have 10 million people on the other side of the border. Well, that's what's happening here, just slower. And not a lot slower, quite frankly. By the way, Biden administration, they have now fast-tracked the interview vetting process for Chinese migrants who have illegally crossed the border. According to an April email obtained uh, from uh, a former law enforcement official, a CBP supervisor instructed roughly 500 Border Patrol agents to reduce the number of interview questions posed to Chinese migrants who illegally entered the country uh, from approximately 40 questions to five. Why? Headquarter guidance has been received regarding Chinese nationals in our custody. There is no requirement for 100% Chinese in-depth interview or phone downloads. So we're not downloading what's on their phone either? Email noted illegal immigrants from China are now only to be asked if you had any military service, if you attended any university, your point of birth or region of birth, your employment and political party. That's it. Everybody else apparently asked 40 questions. The Biden administration, for some reason, now I can't imagine what that reason would be. I can't imagine. I mean, is it that China is our special buddy? Or <laughs> is it that China gave the Biden family an awful lot of money? I don't know, because I don't have a price on my country. Somebody offers me $10 million? No. $20 million? No. $100 million? No. A billion dollars? No. See, I'm, I'm not a whore, so we're not negotiating price here. I actually think that's wrong to sell your country out. The Biden family doesn't. And we're seeing, you know, back in 2018, I did a Wednesday night special, and I told you that you had operatives in NGOs that were actually helping the migration process. They were actually recruiting, helping, getting them on trains, getting them into centers, and helping them get across the border. I told you that in 2018. That was a conspiracy theory. No, we had really good sources on it, but, you know, did we have any evidence? Well, no, you don't have any evidence, do you? Well, I do have some evidence. I do have some evidence. Uh, in fact, do we have any of that? Did we pull that in? Or is that for tomorrow's show? Some of the maps. Some of the maps that are, are shown, uh, and we'll show them tomorrow. Uh, remarkable. Coming from Doctors Without Borders. The Red Cross. 
UNESCO. The, these are major NGOs. Doctors Without Borders. I've never had a problem with Doctors Without Borders. Well, I do now. And not a dime should go to them. And if you're with Doctors Without Borders, you should get out of Doctors Without Borders. They have published maps on how to get from South America to our southern border. When did that become, you know, hey, I'm fixing somebody's eye? Well, I mean, without borders is in their name. <laughs> yeah. So maybe yeah. we just misunderstood the entire the, time. The Red Cross is doing this to us. How much money are you going to continue to give to the Red Cross? When do we, uh, I mean, if I'm president of the United States, I cut off all funding for these guys. You have been part of organized crime. Because that's what that is. This is organized plotting and planning of 5 million crimes just this last year. That's organized crime. The RICO Act. Why isn't anybody talking about that? It's quite amazing what is happening on our border and nobody. Well, let me just let me say this. Congress and the Senate. Republicans have a choice this month. They can either go along to get along and worry about the shutdown of this government, which I'm sorry, but shutting this government down might be the best thing to protect democracy and our republic. Shutting this government down uh, would probably do a lot of good. But they're going to have to decide, are we going to shut it down? Because we should be negotiating. You want the budget passed. You seal the border. You stop this now. And it should have teeth in it. Are they going to do that? I know I've gotten several emails from Mike Lee lately going, are the people going to back us? Because I'm doing it. I'm going, and I know a lot of guys who are going, but is anybody going to have our back? I don't know. I don't know. I hope so. This is such an obvious problem that even the Democrats know it. Even the Democrats know. You can't do this. We are adding an Alabama every year to our population. You can't add a big state and expect to have a nation. Congress and the Republicans, what they decide to do on uh, spending, and if its spending is not tied directly to the border, what good are they? Sincerely, what good are they? And I got news for you. I think enough people feel that way. I think the, the Republicans could lose the House pretty easily. I mean, even before an election, you lose the House. You lose it at this next election, what are you going to do? What are you going to do if the House doesn't pass anything, you got the Senate? You're sitting there in the same position that we're in now. You have to use the administrative state. 
That's against the Constitution. But you can't do anything unless Congress takes its power back. But they're so scared of their own and Mitch McConnell's shadow that they don't do anything. You don't have a country left if you don't have a border. This isn't some theory like, oh, these are good people. No, no, no. You know who they are. You know who they are now. You know that they're coming from China. Only ask five questions for some unknown reason. Well, you tell me the reason. Why? Tell me a non-nefarious reason why Chinese people who are coming from China across our southern border, why they are only asked five questions and processed quickly compared to everybody else. Give me, give me one, honestly. Give me a non-nefarious reason why our administration would single them out. I'll wait, because I don't think you can come. Ask your friends. Ask your friends. Hey, you know, I know you don't think anything's going on. Why would he do that? Why? Tell me how that makes our country stronger Tell me how that is, oh, everybody's, you know, everybody's the same. Everybody can cross the border. No, there's an exception being made for Chinese. Why? You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck Program. There is no doubt that... Our government and officials have lied to us about many things. Some of it we have accepted for a long time. I don't need to know our national nuclear secrets. I don't want to know them. You know, I don't want to know. There are some things I don't need to know. Um, And so we do have to keep some things secret. But somewhere or another, our government has gone back to what was being done with Hoover, J. Edgar Hoover. J. Edgar Hoover was in charge of uh, the FBI from almost its inception, if not its inception, up until the 1970s. And he controlled almost everything because he had spied on everybody. He had everything on JFK. He had everything on everybody. So you didn't make a move if Hoover didn't want you to make a move. Well, we have the Epstein files. Well, I should say, we don't have the Epstein files. We talk about Epstein as this really bad scandal and, Jay, you know, I wonder who's involved. We have to stop asking, I wonder who's involved, and start asking, who has all of the information? Because I think that's as much, if not more, power than Hoover had. This is all of the biggest names in politics from all over the world. Apparently, there are sex tapes that go along with it. I asked Cash Patel, who is the guy holding the book? Who has all of the knowledge and who has control of it? Listen to this. Hillary Clinton's email, wiped. Peter Strzok and Lisa Page's lovebird text messages and phone calls, wiped. Special counsel. Mur, uh, Mueller's deputy, Andrew Weissman, his phone was wiped. 
Wait, how does that happen when I know NSA has gigantic data banks in Utah mm. underground? Like, captures everything. Well, good luck getting that. I'm not saying it's not there. Who are you going to get to so get that? So who has, who, for instance, who is currently holding, this is way off the topic, but who has Jeffrey Epstein's... Black book? Black book. FBI. But who? That is, that, that, I mean, there's... Oh, that's under direct control of the director of the FBI. Just like the manifesto from the Nash, Nashville school shooting yes. of the Catholic schools. Yeah. We still haven't seen that, right? It's not the Nashville police or PD saying we don't want this out. The FBI airmailed into that operation and said this is not getting out. Because they do that because they, this is another government gangster operation. All these local law enforcement communities get funding from the DOJ and FBI for right. local programs. And if you don't cooperate, you're not getting your million dollars for this. And you're not getting your, and that's a lot of money to these local districts. That's how they play the game. So your FBI director is the guy who has all the information. That is way too much power in an unelected official. That book should be made public. All of it. All of it. You know why we don't trust our government? Because they've proven themselves to be liars over and over and over again. We know we cannot trust them with secrets. They will share secrets illegally and then erase the fact that they did that. We know that bribery happened with Sam Bankman-Fried. We know it. We know it. He promised a billion dollars to politicians in Washington, D.C. Then our Justice Department and the FBI said, you know what, we're not going to dig any further. He's guilty. He's going to jail for fraud. No, wait, wait. What about the corruption? There's nothing to see here. Well, we know that's a lie. The Daily Mail <clears throat> reported that the CBS producer Ira Rosen's new book, Ticking Clock, Behind the Scenes at 60 Minutes, uh, in the book, he alleges that uh, Maxwell, the the woman that was helping uh, Epstein. Ghislaine Maxwell. Yeah. Refused mm -hmm. to help locate the tapes that Epstein had recorded that included Bill Clinton. But he did imply that they or she did imply that they existed. The outlet reported the book sheds new light on reported claims that Epstein had secretly recorded his celebrity friends having sex with women and underage girls at his home, then used the footage mm. to blackmail him. We know that's true. We know that's true. In his, we just don't know who he was doing it for, and my guess is the federal government. In his new book, Daily Wire reported former CBS producer Ira Rosen um, said he asked in 2016 for the footage of Donald Trump that Epstein might have shot only to have Maxwell respond. If you get the tapes on Trump, you have to do Bill Clinton. He said, listen to that. Listen to this. I want the tapes. I know Epstein was videotaping everyone and I want the tapes of Trump with the girls. Maxwell said, I don't know where they are. Ask Epstein. The guy who was running 60 Minutes said, the fate of the country is at stake. So it wouldn't be a problem for Clinton 
it would only be a problem for Trump. Uh, he said Trump could be elected president. How would you feel if those tapes emerged after he was in office? Maxwell, he said, gave me a stern look and pointed a finger in my face. And he sa- she said, I am the daughter of a press baron. I know the way you people think. If you do one side, you must do the other. If you get tapes on Trump, you have to do Clinton. Wow. I mean, here's a woman hmm. that was setting up underage girls to be basically raped and yet she has more ethics than the guy running cbs 60 minutes unbelievable incredible unbelievable now i tie that with this that you're not going to get in the mainstream a video resurfaced tuesday of attorney bradley edwards discussing former president donald trump's attitude and actions towards late child sex trafficker Jeffrey Epstein following the latter's first arrest. Edwards has represented more than 70 victims of Jeffrey Epstein since 2009. 70. Let me just say that again. 70 underage victims who were victims of people in the highest offices of the world, and you don't know who they are. Because I guess you can't handle it. He's represented more than 70 victims of Jeffrey Epstein, is largely credited with helping bring the child sex trafficker to justice. In a video that circulated online yesterday and originally was released by the Conscious Resistance Network in 2018, Edwards told the site's founder, Derek Bros, about his perspective on Trump's involvement in the situation. Bros cited a case brought against Trump by two former alleged victims of Epstein, which was dropped before reaching court. They were asked, they, he asked Edwards uh, his opinion of the validity, uh, validity of those claims. This is from the attorney of the victims. He said, uh, when asked about Trump's involvement, the only thing I can say about President Trump is that he was the only person who in 2009, when I served a lot of subpoenas against a lot of people, he was the only person that actually picked up the phone and said, let's talk. I'll give you as much time as you want. I'll tell you anything you need to know. And Trump was very helpful in the information that he gave. He gave no indication whatsoever that he was involved in anything untoward whatsoever. But he had good information that checked out and that helped us and we didn't have to take a deposition of him. Bros then asked if claims regarding Trump's kicking Epstein out of Mar-a-Lago were true, to which Bradley replied that he had definitely heard that. Trump has previously said that he had a falling out with Epstein 15 years ago, but never elaborated. Later reports, some involving Bradley, alleged that Trump kicked Epstein out of Mar-a-Lago and permanently banned him from the resort because, because Epstein had, quote, sexually assaulted an underage girl at the club, end quote. Mm. So the republic is at stake because of Trump. When the evidence looks like Trump probably was a helper to the victims. But Bill Clinton, who we know likes to dilly-dally, 
I don't know with underage women, have no idea, but that's that is what Jeffrey Epstein was best at. We don't know anything about him. We know he's mentioned in these files that were supposed to be released today, but now we're going to have to wait a little bit longer. Uh, we know that his Bill Clinton is mentioned 50 times. 50. It's amazing we don't have this information yet. Because if, if it was about anybody else, <clears throat> if it was about Republicans, I'm sure there's some oh, Republicans yeah. there. But Probably. if it was about just Republicans, it'd be out. If it was, would. if it was about, if it was at any other time, I think it would come out. This is so diabolical that it doesn't come out because it only gives power to the deep state. Yeah, and it gives rise to conspiracy theories. Yes, when you don't have the information, you go look for, looking for it yourself, and you make stuff up, uh, or. Some do. You just try to make and, sense of it. Yeah. And and, and if then you they don't wonder, have the information... Then they wonder why there's conspiracy correct. theories abound on the Come internet. out about Wuhan. We know about right. Wuhan. Yeah. Okay? We know about it. So just come clean about it. It may be worse. It may be better than we think we know. But we know that you were involved. And you're hiding things. And you're hiding things. And you're protecting people. And money, millions and billions of dollars are at stake. We know. But we live at a time when, you know, Ricky Gervais said, you know, God was creating man. And he's like, uh, he's going to be amazing. He's going to be stronger than the lion and the bear because he'll have this great intellect and he'll be able to think and he'll be able to create. And it's he's just going to be amazing. Of course, Later on down the road, he's going to be afraid of words, uh, so it'll all come undone. I mean, that is true. Mm -hmm. We are amazing people who have been taught to be afraid of words and questions. That's not who we are. That's not who we were made to be.